Welcome to Ulrich Observations, a series of short podcasts by Castletown Heritage Society, exploring the social history and heritage of the village of Castletown and the parish of Ulrich in Caithness, Scotland. Episode 19, The Tale of the Quarryside Rabbit. Driving to Thurso past Quarryside recently, I saw a rabbit on the roadside. No big deal, you may say. But in fact, it's now quite rare to spot one of these fluffy wild animals. The disease myxomatosis decimated their numbers. Before that, they were prolific, not to say a pest, to farms and gardens. It's odd to think that for centuries, rabbits were regarded as lucky. Since the early 1900s, the practice of repeating rabbits, rabbits, at the start of every month, was supposed to bring good fortune or a present. Some people still regard the wearing of a rabbit's foot brooch as a good luck charm. Families gathered round a board game would call out, rabbit, rabbit, do your stuff, before throwing a dice, hoping for a good number. So how did this belief come about? One theory is that it goes back millennia. Being a burrowing animal, they were thought to spend time nearer to the gods of the underworld, so have magical or supernatural powers. The ancient Celts are supposed to have revered them for this reason, and rabbits and hares feature in Celtic art. Well known as prolific breeders, rabbits have dual connotations over time, either symbolising fertility or recreation, or lust and promiscuity. Judaism is confused over rabbits. Rabbits do chew the cud, but are not cloven-hoofed, and therefore are unclean, and so not kosher food. Archaeologists who have studied excavated rabbit bones have come up with a theory that since these bones show no sign of butchering, rabbits were not eaten until the Romans came to Britain. Queen Boudicca is said to have released a rabbit to predict the outcome of a battle against the Romans. She did lead her Iceni tribe in many successful attacks on the Romans, but in the end was defeated. The Romans brought their culture of consuming rabbit meat and even introduced the practice of farming them. It seems, however, that the popularity of eating rabbits departed with the Romans until the Normans conquered England. By the 13th century, rabbits were used in stews and pies at the tables of all high-ranking medieval landowners. Rabbit meat was cheaper than beef and mutton, and even then, costs had to be considered. Warrens were set up around manor houses, tended by warreners, hence the surname. Rabbits were often referred to as conies. On a local map of the 1700s, there is a place named Conisgate in Merkel, very close to the location of the Earl's Palace. This may well have indicated, at one time, a rabbit farm to supply food for the Earl of Caithness's table. Like sheep and cattle, the flesh was only one aspect of the commodity. Rabbit skin or fur was also useful, soft, comfortable and attractive. Being cheaper than ermine, 
fox and other furs, it was within the reach of more people, and its silky fur made it a comforting cover for infants. And the lullaby, dating from the 1700s, goes, Bye, baby bunting, daddy's gone a-hunting, he's gone to fetch a rabbit skin to wrap my baby bunting in. I can vouch for its soporific qualities. It worked very well on my children and grandchildren. In the 1930s, there was a fashion craze for fur-wearing. While the opulent wore sealskin or beaver coats, hats or muffs, the less well-off wore rabbit skin. And more recently, who hasn't had or longed for a warm rabbit fur-lined parka? We all have a soft spot from our childhood for characters like Peter Rabbit, Bugs Bunny, Brer Rabbit, Thumper, Little Grey Rabbit, Pooh's Friend Rabbit and so on. For me, however, the mention of farming rabbits recalls the film based on Marcel Pagnol's novel set in Provence, a part of France I know well. It tells the tragic story of one man's attempts to make the most out of a patch of land he has inherited, including rabbit breeding. His underhand neighbours sabotage his efforts at every turn. If you haven't read it or watched the great film version Jean de Florette, with its haunting theme music. Get hold of it now on Netflix. The sight of a rabbit at the roadside has certainly made me reminisce. Come to think of it, though, I must go and make sure my garden gate is properly shut, just in case. If you would like to find out more about Castletown Heritage Society, the village of Castletown or the parish of Ulrich, visit our website, www castletownheritage.co.uk